Man in a Duck Entertainment presents Quantum Leap Recovery, the official podcast of Pikes Peak Recovery Coaching. Please welcome our host, Dr. Peter Gregg. Hi, this is Peter, and welcome to our episode of Quantum Leap Recovery. We're going to talk all things drug and alcohol addiction recovery. Tonight's episode, which is episode four, is called Recovery Capital Part One. Recovery Capital sounds like this is going to focus on finances, and I don't got none. And no, this ain't a how-to-get-rich-quick broadcast. I know what some of you are thinking. Peter, are you telling me that I can buy my recovery? No, I'm not. But money and people and uh, helping networks can sure make a difference. No one way is king or queen around here. And every show, we will start with an inspirational quote and stop partway for a corny joke or two. So, consider this. With money, you can buy a house, but not a home. With money, you can buy a clock, but not time. With money, you can buy a book, but not knowledge. With money, you can buy blood, but not life. With money, you can buy sex, but not love. So what can you buy with money? Prem Rawat. So yeah, we'll be talking about how resources influence recovery. But first, a bit about the format. We will have guests, and I will read questions and comments expressed by you. No topic will be out of bounds, and we will explore many views and approaches to recovery. Oh, I must give a medical disclaimer. The Quantum Leap Recovery Podcast does not contain or give medical advice. The contents of this podcast are not intended to substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. Okay, now that that's out of the way, and as always, we at Quantum Leap Recovery Podcast are very grateful for our listeners who download these podcasts. Please help us get to 100,000 downloads per episode. That's our goal, and we know we can reach it with your help. So, let's begin with an inspirational quote. Let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. Robert H. Schuler. I chose this quote because successful recovery requires hope. I'll mention it again. Let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. And again, that's uh, Robert H. Schuler. So let's begin talking about recovery capital. What is recovery capital? Let's state the obvious, or at least what I think is the obvious. Money cannot buy happiness or recovery, but, and it's a big but, recovery from addiction does require some personal and environmental resources. Recovery capital 
defined by Grandfield and Cloud as the breadth and depth of internal and external resources that can be drawn upon to initiate and sustain recovery from alcohol and other drug problems. These resources are not only money. Recovery capital may be grouped into four categories, internal ones, such as human and physical, and external, such as social and cultural. There are four parts of recovery capital, social capital, physical capital, human capital, and cultural capital. More on this in a bit. Let's review the definition of recovery from substance use disorders. A process of change through which individuals improve their health and wellness, live a self-directed life, and strive to reach their full potential. That process does require some personal and environmental resources, or recovery capital. Recovery doesn't occur in isolation from the rest of your life, so to sustain the hard-fought gains of recovery, you must make progress and achieve success in four key areas of your life, health, home, purpose, and community. That, to me, sounds like it requires some personal and environmental resources, or recovery capital. You must address health issues. Classically, this is thought of as overcoming or managing one's addiction diseases or symptoms. For example, abstaining from the use of alcohol, illicit drugs, and non-prescribed medications. But also addressing other medical, dental, and possible mental health conditions. And for everyone in recovery, making informed, healthy choices that support physical and emotional well-being. This makes a lot of sense. If you have severe pain, for example, from dental cavities, it's very difficult to stop an opioid addiction until the dental pain is addressed. And visiting a dentist requires money or recovery capital. Also, you must have an appropriate home. You must have a stable, sober, and safe place to live. It is very difficult to recover if you're on and off the street or never knowing where or with whom you're going to live. Further, if your roommates are using big time, it becomes almost impossible to quit drugs. Lastly, an atmosphere of ongoing verbal, physical, or sexual abuse creates a horrible atmosphere for quitting the use of drugs and alcohol. Getting a sober, safe home requires recovery capital. Now, you must also have a purpose for living. Yes, a purpose for living, which means things like having meaningful daily activities, such as a job, school, volunteerism, family caretaking or creative endeavors, and the independence, income, and resources to participate in society. Jobs, school, and volunteering requires and also creates recovery capital. You must have community. You must have relationships and social networks that provide support, friendship, love, and hope. More about this in a moment. 
community is a form of recovery capital. So according to its website, SAMHSA has several guiding principles of recovery, principles that are designed to make addiction recovery successful and long-lasting. Here are the 10 guiding principles of recovery. Recovery emerges from hope. Recovery is person-driven. That is, each person is in charge of their own recovery, setting their goals and creating a path to achieve them. You define your own goals and choose your own recovery process. Three, recovery occurs via many pathways. People recovering from substance abuse or mental health disorders have different backgrounds and face unique challenges. As a result, the paths that people take toward recovery will vary from person to person. You understand that there is no one right way. Just as no two people are alike, no two recovery journeys will follow the same path. Four, recovery is holistic. In order for long-term recovery to take root, a person must address every aspect of their life, from mental and physical health to income and housing to seeking support and maintaining medication if needed. You integrate your recovery into everything in your life. Five, recovery is supported by peers and allies, peers that have experienced similar challenges. So you, you build your network. You make use of the strength, support, and expertise of others also in recovery. All these principles require recovery capital. We briefly interrupt this podcast for a corny joke. Yes, a very corny joke. Why do we do this? Well, as Jill Connor Brown wrote in The Sweet Potato Queen's Big Ass Cookbook, I believe that the ability to laugh at oneself is fundamental to the resiliency of the human spirit. Here's the joke. A plumber attended to a leaking faucet at a neurosurgeon's house. After a two-minute job, he demanded 150 bucks cash. The neurosurgeon exclaimed, I don't even charge that amount, and I'm a brain surgeon. The plumber replied, I didn't either when I was a brain surgeon. That's why I switched to camera. So we return to the sixth guiding principle of recovery. Recovery is supported through relationships and social networks. You make an effort to surround yourself with people who support your recovery. People like this will try hard not, and I emphasize not, to act in ways that jeopardize your recovery. Have you ever had friends who caused you to start using again? Some call the, these type of people enablers. Recovery is culturally based and influenced. Services for recovery must consider an individual's unique cultural beliefs, values, and traditions. Recovery is supported by addressing trauma, such as physical or sexual abuse, domestic violence, war, disaster, and others. As a part of your recovery, you must deal with past traumas. Recovery involves individual family and community strengths and responsibility. You must make full use of the resources within yourself, your family, and your community. And finally, recovery is based on respect. Find the respect you deserve. 
A lack of respect imperils the recovery process. You deserve respect, so make sure you surround yourself with treatment professionals, friends, and family that grant you what you deserve. As we consider these 10 guiding principles of recovery, we begin to appreciate that recovery capital is necessary. Returning to recovery capital, recovery capital may be grouped into the four categories, as I mentioned, internal, such as physical and human, and external, such as social and cultural. Recovery capital is a focus on the development of physical capital, which is finances and uh, accommodations such as housing, human capital, such as mental and physical health, skills and employment, social capital, such as healthy and stable relationships, and cultural capital, the values, beliefs, and attitudes of your particular culture. A bit more on physical recovery capital. Physical recovery capital is the resources that are tangible. For instance, physical recovery capital would be property or money that increases the options in recovery for a person. An example would be being able to afford to move to a different location or afford a better treatment center. Human recovery capital is resources such as skills, health aspirations, hopes, and personal resources that can help someone prosper. Things such as the amount of an education a person has and how intelligent they are. The reason that this is a part of recovery capital is because these things can help with some of the solution-based parts of recovery. Human recovery capital is more or less what employers are looking for. Social recovery capital involves intimate partners and family members participating in treatment, connection with others in recovery within the social network, access to sober outlets for sobriety-based fellowship and leisure, and relational connections to conventional institutions, such as school, workplaces, church, and other mainstream community organizations. Cultural recovery capital includes a person's beliefs, attitudes, and values that tie them to the social conformity and their ability to engage in normal social behaviors. So why care about recovery capital? Have you even heard of recovery capital before? Well, here are some things to consider. Recovery capital can be measured at treatment initiation to help clients create their own recovery plans. Recovery capital interacts with problem severity to shape the intensity and duration of support needed to initiate and sustain recovery. Recovery capital can be used to measure and monitor recovery plans, monitor um, a client's progress, and monitor for other challenges. Recovery assessments can be administered as frequently as once per month to generate this data. Recovery capital differs from individual to individual and differs within the same individual at multiple points in time. Recovery capital is not a fixed value. It diminishes during active addiction and increases during sustained recovery. Assessment of recovery capital allows focus on a client's strengths and an approach called solution-focused therapy and a strength-based recovery framework. One objective is to find 
client's strengths and things that would work in a client's life and have them do more of the same. How is recovery capital assessed? Well, there's a number of scales and and instruments. We will talk about those next week. We will talk about four different instruments. Why? So that if you you have an idea what may happen if a provider or a recovery coach tries to gather that information, then you'll know what an assessment report might look like. What kind of helpful information will an assessment give you? Well, that is the purpose of the instrument. There are many pathways of recovery which cost recovery capital and generate recovery capital. Some people in recovery need recovery capital supplemented by community and government. But there are also free and low-cost methods of developing tremendous recovery capital, primarily social capital. We need to help our fellow addicts find these sources of recovery capital. So tonight we started uh, and talked about recovery capital. We will continue this topic next week. Please download our podcast and support us via donations. We are the Quantum Leap Recovery Podcast on Red Circle. Next time on our next episode, the topic will be Recovery Capital Part 2 and its value in maintaining long-term recovery. Let's end with the quote of the day. Let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. Robert H. Schuler. For those of us at Quantum Leap Recovery and Two Men in a Duck Entertainment, we will see you next week. This has been Quantum Leap Recovery.